Hey, everybody. Dennis Welcome to that. the Funhouse podcast. This is recorded on May 18th, 2021. So if you're watching this when it goes up on YouTube on Thursday and you see that our stories are egregiously out of date and out of touch, uh, blame production. But yeah, welcome to the show. This is the show where we talk about all things pop culture and news and video games and whatever. I mean, Ryan's going to have some kind of crazy story. Huh? I'm your host for this week, Elise Willems, and I am joined by Ryan Haley. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Hello, Elise. How <laughs> oh, are you? God. Ryan, for our audio listeners, uh, right off the top of the show, this alienates uh-huh. you because Ryan has two cameras that he is switching <laughs> between. I, I thought, oh, alienates. That was a good. That was a good lead into our topic today. Whoa! Oh, very well done. Look yeah. at this. Wow, he's spinning. Oh for our oh, audio if you could hear this, there is gravity has been flipped for our audio listeners. My floor is on my ceiling, and vice versa. And I'm about to puke. All right. Well, we'll check in with that later in the show. Also joined by Omar De Armas. Hey, Omar. How's it going? Hey. Uh, turning upside down is not gravity flipping. Just saying. Oh, but, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's Wait, what I meant. Turning upside keep, down. Keep, yeah. Hey, we're only here to talk about very real <laughs> space topics, and you yes. need to be true to true to true to gravity. Okay. True to, to gravity. Space. Sorry, Isaac. <laughs> Who, wait, who's Isaac? Oh, I, Isaac are you talking about Isaac, Isaac Newton? Newton? Yeah, Apple, yes. the creator of Apple the creator computers. Of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> the inventor of. An gravity. iMac fell on his head. <laughs> and last, but. Very not least, Charlotte McGrath. Definitely, hey, Charlotte, no, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I also have two cameras uh, for audio <laughs> listeners. I'll take care of that. My uh, physics teacher in... There I am twice. Uh, my physics teacher in high school used the upside down tunnel scene from Men in Black too to teach us about cent- centrifugal forces, saying that what would be keeping the car on the ceiling would mean that Tommy Lee Jones's hair wouldn't be falling down towards the street. And now I can't watch that movie anymore because I've realized it's a sham. Well, the last thing that the directors <laughs> would want to do is anger Tommy Lee Jones. I know that for a fact. Oh, no, he's a firecracker. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's why so they yeah. cast him in Volcano. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 please. Is he in Volcano? I've never seen it. Yes, yeah. he's good in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. He's good in that movie. That's good I thought to know. he was in Dante's Pete. On the list. <laughs> uh, that's, Pierce, that's James Bond. What do you mean, Pierce Another Brosnan? Man who defies gravity. Yeah, well, yes, but he, who is James Bond? Pierce Brosnan is James Bond. I mean, I know is he the canonical James Bond for you? As far as I'm concerned, yeah. Really? It's just Pierce Brosnan. He's the James huh? Bond of my childhood. He's the James Bond of, of my life. That's how I of, look of at it. Of your loves. Of your life. It's interesting because oh. I would say Remington Steele is how I would say Remington Steele was in that movie. You guys don't. Okay. Do you guys that's for oh. James Bond? I don't remember his run of Bond movies. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, well, this is the cast today. Take it or leave it. Uh, <laughs> also, watching Sorry. from the wings. Off to a roaring start. <laughs> watching from the wings, who I guarantee probably hasn't heard of Remington Steele, but is Armando Torres, our new producer and fact checker, <laughs> writer extraordinaire. Hey, Mondo, how's it going? Hey, this has been great. I get to watch you fucking nerds talk about science, uh, which has been a real pleasure (laughs) for me. A lot of people don't know this, but behind Omar, each one of those shoe boxes actually also contains a science book. Whoa. Behind every strong Omar is a science book. In everything, in every box. Yeah. Did you know that, Omar? (laughs) Were you aware? Uh, No, I wasn't. Why are you so up on gravity? Like, 
or down on it, should I say, for one or the other. <laughs> it's it's the one constant in life, Charlotte. You have to be down with gravity. That's not true. Death, taxes, and gravity. All three Those are all together. due to gravity, though. <laughs> yeah. Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> gravity. The underlying force behind the economy. Well, yeah. yeah, I put all my tax documents in an envelope and drop it off my roof and just assume it will get where it needs to go. And it's worked so far. Um, <laughs> well, that's a that's good to know because I do your taxes. Oh, thank you so much. You're really pretty good at it. And it's usually well, usually half the challenge is just finding the paperwork. Yeah, it's Wait, like is today the day? Today was the day. No, yesterday was the day. No, yesterday. yesterday. California, California they auto-extend it, uh, which I take full advantage of every year. I don't if understand they don't get it, it. They just assume you'll get it there in October. <laughs> I don't get the people that are like, leave it to the last day to do your taxes. I really don't get it. And then when you get an extension, you leave it until that. Charlotte, can you please explain why? Yeah, uh, it's actually a really interesting uh, kind of... Uh, you know, a bunch of things that come together and that I'm very lazy. Oh, and I see. Yeah. If I'm given extra time I, I to a, do something, I'll take all of it. I have a question. What do you get out of doing your taxes so early, Elise? Yeah. I sleep at night. Yeah, the stress off your shoulders? Yeah. Not having to think about something anymore? No. Ooh, I, I only operate like best hours. with stress. There <laughs> like is no sleep better than sleeping while knowing you're supposed to be doing something else. That is yeah, because like, you punt it till the next day. That's a future Charlotte problem. It's a future. Yeah. Monday I, problem. I just want to point Ryan out that problem. sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get people to talk on the show, but you all just at once bounded forward to protest why you shouldn't pay your taxes until the last second. That's talked right. over that each other. Question for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I also want to point I, out that the two people uh, fucking that knew the most about doing their taxes early are the gravity nerds. You guys are just the nerds in every aspect of life. Just here, dorks. Here is my big reason uh, uh, in, that I don't think you can refute, Elise, is that I fucking hate giving Uncle Sam my hard-earned tax yes. money. Yes, yes. Okay, and so Go here's off, the thing. Ryan. If I extend my taxes as long as humanly possible and don't give them my taxes, and mm. then I get into a fatal accident and die, mm. they'll never get it. Let okay? me ask you a question, Ryan. <laughs> When you, yeah. do you get money taken out of your paycheck every other week for taxes? A little, a little bit. A little so. bit. Okay. So you're okay. So you're okay with giving the tax man your money. I would say you I, hang I, on to that money. You collect interest on it throughout the year and then you give it to the, I would say if you really hate giving your taxes, that's what you do, I, Ryan. But apparently you like giving your Look, taxes. No, 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 no. I've done that before, but there is a psychological component to to me being uh -huh. so pissed off if I actually don't take anything out month to month and then that day comes, I'm like, I owe what? Yeah. Right now? Are you kidding me? I, oh, I, I would prefer I would that. not recommend doing what I just suggested. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a dum-dum and the carrot at the end of the stick system of the tax return works for me because it is my money. But when it gets deposited after being taken away from me, I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to buy a new bicycle or some candy or some like a pinwheel hat. <laughs> and, and it really works on me. And I know it does. I have full awareness. And yet I let Uncle Sam take me for a ride every year. <laughs> yeah. Armando Torres hasn't paid taxes. Armando Torres hasn't paid taxes his entire adult life, uh, but that's just God, because legally on paper, you're, you're 17. I'm, I'm Omar the Armas Jr. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, that's the skirt the system. Uh, well, we're uh, we'll talk to, about taxes and more in a minute. Thanks for popping in, Mondo. We'll we'll catch you back in a little bit. 
Um, I just wanted to do some quick housekeeping, talk a little bit, because we had an exciting week at Funhouse. Um, we did a live show on Friday, Murder from the Top Rope, produced yeah, by Dan. Just like a RP wrestling murder mystery. And it was awesome. Can we just, just talk about that? <laughs> just let it breathe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the three of it you here radical. were on the show. Dan Schneider produced the show and wrote the mm-hmm. whole thing and was a, a cast member in it. I think it came out fantastic. And it's up for first members well, right now. If you're a first member, go check it out. Omar, you supervised, produced, made the wheels in, move in motion, TD'd it. You know? Actually, Cody did. Our, our oh, Cody. One and only Cody here. Cody TD'd that show for us. That's right. Remotely. That's right. Remotely yeah, that's right. from across the country. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway across the country. That's and great. it worked. It, went, it was fun. It went way smoother than it had any right to. Uh, I know I wasn't anywhere near the production, but like just hearing all the details, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Live Absolutely. and Zoom and cast members and different mics. And, and it went it went great. And Toby was a joy. Toby was my uh, crow, taxidermied crow that I talked to and told me secrets about everyone else. And I, I played, I played like a Paul Bearer type, if you remember the Undertaker's manager. And then Charlotte was a flight attendant, uh, uh-huh. and uh, Darlene the cockpit, cockpit queen. And then That's Ryan great. was the man scout. Yes, the grown up boy scout, man and scout. James was. Someone Derrickson. Dean the Dream. Dean the Dream Derrickson. He Dean was like a Ric Flair kind of dupe. But <laughs> I think he pulled that I, off really well, too. Dupe. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It was fun being back in the office. Ryan, can we tell your story about the sandwich? Or should, is that off limits? <laughs> about what? About this? Oh, sure. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. That like we're missing a, an a important party. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll kick it off and then I'll let, I'll give the baseline details and then Ryan, you can fill it in. Oh, okay. But um, and tell us well, you know what was going through your head at the time. But we all, of course, like super busy during the day, so we ordered food, had it delivered to the office, and it all came. Omar and I were like so dismayed because it all just came unmarked. Like nobody's food was labeled with their name or anything. And so we're trying to sort through all this. There's like 15 orders and, you know, we sit down to eat and Ryan sits next to me. He's got his, his order, his food. And Ryan, thoughts going through your head when you went to get that order? Well, I, I, I knew I'd gotten a big ass breakfast sandwich that was just huge. And I'd ordered all this extra cool stuff on it. And this looked like to be one of the biggest ones. And I was like, oh, this must be my thing. And it looked like it had meat that looked like bacon. That's important because I added a lot of bacon on mine. Meat that looks like bacon. And I, and I, and then, but it also had a bunch of powdered like sugar stuff on top of it. Like it would be on top of a pancake. And I was like, that's weird. I didn't know that was going to come on it. And then I take a big old bite out of it and I'm like, hmm, that's not bacon. That's just a bunch of ham or something. And then I look and sure enough, no bacon. And I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> And who have I done it to? Sure enough, it was a turkey club, not a breakfast sandwich at all. Oh. <laughs> and okay, not turkey. that big, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, don't, was, I don't think it by size it was. It, so well, okay, well, Ryan sure. starts going. He's huge. like, he's like, oh god, this isn't my sandwich. This isn't my sandwich. And then I turn, and your reaction is to get like a post-it and a sharpie, and then leave a note. He went right on the, the on the yeah. container. Oh, on the container. Yeah, yeah no, you're writing no on the container. No middleman involved. 
Well, we uh, tried to narrow it down at first, and no one in the room had ordered that sandwich. No, no. But what I'm did you? Definitely not Ryan. What did you write, Ryan? Ryan? I just wanted to explain myself to anyone who opened their sandwich up, and so I wrote exactly what happened. I said, "Dear whoever this, whoever sandwich this is." I don't think I wrote that, but I said, I said, I just ate a bite of this. I'm so very sorry. I thought it was mine. My bad. Please forgive me or something. Love, Ryan. And uh, <laughs> it was just an apology. But can you <laughs> so imagine? Yeah. So bad. yeah. The funniest part is that we're still in a pandemic. And so someone was going to yeah. find their sandwich with the note on it that <laughs> a bite was I took a bite out of your sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was, and, there was a not brief moment when we thought it was the COVID compliance officers, which is something you have on set in these times, is an outside person, usually a third party, who comes in to make sure that you keep being safely distanced and wearing masks. And we that were like, been oh my, my God. <laughs> what if Ryan got his mouth all over the COVID officer's sandwich? Oh, God. That well, I think one of the funnier... I don't you think. <laughs> one of the funnier details to me is Ryan ordered a sandwich that was inside a croissant, right? And the oh. sandwich that he took a bite out of wasn't in a croissant. No, but it was, it was a very was... flaky bread. It was a very But there was also bread. a croissant sandwich there as well. <laughs> and yeah. how that Sox wasn't the most weird. identifying... It was a... Fl- it was a flaky bread. I'll give that to Ryan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> Thank you. step over the line in the sand and stand <laughs> firmly at Camp Haley for bread. a second. Sometimes you like order the food and you read the description and then what shows up, you weren't really even paying. Like Charlotte and I both got um eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. And we both kind of opened those containers and were like, not what we expected. Yeah. What did we and think? They messed we were up getting? Lindsay's order too. So like there was a precedent for like maybe. Maybe it was Ryan's. But yeah, oh God, if it had been that COVID compliance officer, that would have been the perfect sitcom twist. There would have been no live show. We would have gone that would, home. That's a straight up curve your enthusiasm episode. Like yeah. Of all the people that you don't fucking want to eat their sandwich <laughs> and leave a note. Uh, it was so funny though. Did you uh, did you do the right thing and leave half of your other sandwich for the person's sandwich that you uh, that you took a bite out of? Well, that's a good question, but no. Uh, but I did see Dan later. It was Dan's. We found out it was Dan, and he gave me a hard time. And I think he really didn't need a sandwich. Well, he had like he got a hint when it happened initially. We figured out it was Dan's. Mondo went back because Dan was very busy ahead of the live thing and said, "Ryan did something to your sandwich." What? That, that's not <laughs> something is so much worse than a more bite. Detail than that. <laughs> Apparently, when Dan saw him later, he said, "I thought you were joking." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Dan. Uh, as he was so looking for, you know, put, busting his ass over this live event, a baby yeah. at home, just you know, yeah. hadn't putting in for three work. days. Yeah, and then not yeah. even Mondo doesn't even tell it to him oh, straight. Gives him a cryptic message about the yeah. sandwich. Ryan did something. It was all explained sandwich. on the box. It was all explained from on the box. I wish Mondo hadn't said anything. Mondo, <laughs> I, I love it. It's gonna go down in Funhouse lore as the sandwich story. Uh, uh, Pete Ryan yeah. Haley. Well, we were laughing a lot about it when Matt we went for drinks afterwards. Uh, so yeah, I, I do appreciate that Ryan. He owned up to it, and there was no deception. There was no trying to like beat her, you know, beat around the bush. He took the bite. He owned up to it. Not unlike some controversy happening right now uh, regarding flaming hot Cheetos. Oh my God! Yes, can't wait to talk about Story it. Okay, this has been blowing my mind. So here's the situation. What a scam! Everyone knows the history of Flamin' Hot Cheetos, the the lore that we've been told behind this precious snack, which is that... Oh, oh please. 
I was just saying, when did you learn? Uh, yeah, the, the 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 timeline of this is what also intrigues me. So when did you learn about the the initial flaming hot Cheeto story? The the, Sorry, the recently debunked one. Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that it had been debunked. I like I just knew that it was this kind of like, you know situation where somebody from the bottom pitched this idea and it became a thing uh-huh. but i didn't know that it had been debunked did you no well no I, well i thought that the the, the the big the big scam part is i thought what we were going to talk about yeah, yeah we, uh, 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 up till now when i heard about this story it was when eva longoria decided to make a movie yeah about well it. I, I was going right. to explain yeah. all that yeah 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 yeah. okay sorry to cut you <laughs> oh, no, sorry no 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 yeah. oh, that's okay <laughs> um oh my god but I can't yeah, leave you, Ryan. The story being She's taking that a bite out of her story. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the flavor of flaming hot Cheetos came to be because a janitor at a Frito Lay factory in California came up with the idea, pitched it to a visiting executive, it blew up, and then that same janitor rose through the ranks, became a marketing exec, and the just the godfather of flaming hot snacks. You know the the brand, and then he uh, his name's Richard uh, Montanez. Montanez. Montañez, I think there's a Montañez, uh, and he had a memoir that was supposed to drop this June, and then like Ryan said, there was going to be a movie about him directed by Ava Longoria, like this whole this whole fanfare around somebody that invented a snack, but now people are calling bullshit on Richard, and especially the L.A. Times, who they did a full expose saying that the real, real. story is that a bunch of Midwestern Frito-Lay employees saw that spicy chips are this Latino snack staple and then kind of urged the company to, you know, develop a, ch- a chip that had this this seasoning and taste to it. And so it was actually like this team of snack food professionals in Plano, Texas, who then developed the flaming Hot Snacks. And basically the LA Times was like looking through these, you know, uh, records, internal records, archive promotional material that suggests that the idea was being tested long before Richard claims to have pitched the idea, even though he's credited as the inventor. And since the news broke, Richard, he's like gotten super defensive about it. He made this like cryptic <laughs> Instagram message about, you know, people need to write their own history, which is like, well, dude, that just means like isn't lying, <laughs> writing your own history. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to gauge everybody's take on this because it kind of, you know, shatters your worldview. Yeah, there's like there's like MCU levels of lore and context here. Um as I was reading through and and I'll just say first that kind of as a testament to how things feel so much older than they are on the internet. If you had asked me, I would have said this is a story that I'd heard like 7 to 8 years ago and was just cemented in the this the 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 zeitgeist. What the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, the zeitgeist. The world, whatever. The zeitgeist, sure. But like um in history, but then it turns out that like, oh yeah, I guess I didn't hear about it till like a year ago, uh, <laughs> maybe two, when the Evil Angoria picture was announced, and I was like, huh, what a strange idea for a film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was say like, yeah. I have never heard this story before. This topic came up. Should I? It's American it, mythology. I, there's like a California subculture thing that I'm just missing completely because I didn't know the story of Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> well, I think it's well, like. Specifically, also like a, a Latino thing, like which is why I have a special. Um, oh, oh I, said, I, I have a special individual <laughs> consultant uh, that we've that we brought here today. Ooh, it's actually our producer Armando Torres. 
uh, Armando, welcome oh back to the show. Welcome back to the show, Armando. <laughs> uh, to talk to us about, <laughs> about yeah, there we go. Uh, you know, this kind of Latino snacking craze and how the culture, because these chips were only introduced, the Flamin' Hot Cheeto was only introduced in 1992, but I really can't remember a life before it. Armando? <laughs> I, Omar and I <laughs> talked about this on Friday when we were in the office. Uh, hot Cheetos, Flamin' Hot Chips in general have been like a staple of like my life because i grew up in los angeles so they've been in my life and a part of my life forever in fact my first day working in the office my breakfast was from the break room a bag of flaming hot cheetos with lime in them <laughs> with lime and that i yeah. that i fucking drank like i was shotgunning a beer um yeah they this is a story that yeah, yeah that was me that was me standing in the break room. Yeah, we're looking at a picture of Richard. He's in a suit and he's standing proudly behind a display of flaming Hot Cheetos. Yeah, this is I. So I might be a little, little uh, different than y'all. When I was growing up uh, here, that was just kind of like a story that everyone knew. Like everyone knew that flaming Hot Cheetos were because they they were from uh, the factory in Rancho Cucamonga, which is like over in the Inland Empire. It's a crazy name for a place and an even crazier place in general. Uh, but they, yeah, that was just the story that they told us. Like, hey, kids, you can be anything because uh, a man who worked in a factory as a janitor, uh, he he came up with this idea for this chip. He said he came up with it because as a kid, he used to take chips and put uh, chili and lime on them. And I was like, yeah, dude everyone did that every latino in southern california it didn't matter what it was i remember if we couldn't get flaming hot cheetos we would just take regular cheetos and pour tapatio on them and then just you took mix styrofoam <laughs> styrofoam peanut packaging peanuts and just put yeah. a little chili yeah wood chips and then they're good and so we were trying to come up with topics for this week and Elise was like, hey, did you hear that the guy who invented Flaming Hot Cheetos was a liar? And I think the text I sent you was, no! Yeah, I think like, we, if you had if been on camera, we'd have seen you just your heart crush into, <laughs> like, yeah. like, much like a bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos yeah. uh, underfoot. You've, it broke my fucking heart. I, I've already said this, but it felt like you told me Jesus wasn't real. And I just, like, it, it crushed me. Well, if, I, if it makes you feel any better, Mondo, that was like when white people found out that James Frey, who wrote Million Little Pieces and was on Oprah, that he lied about doing drugs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say Lance, Lance Armstrong, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of people had to throw, you know, throw Mostly drug related bracelets stuff. for good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot a of lot performance of... enhancers. Yeah. What's crazy Ryan is looks that... pensive. Well, I, what... It, yes, it sucks that this guy lied to all of our faces, and he, you know, it's, it's Santa Claus all over again. You know, it's wait, like, wait, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 what the fuck did you just say about Santa Claus? Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> anyone listening, don't just forget what I said. But here's what the, what the extra layer that blows my mind is: how we're in this digital age where, where any you know bullshit can get sniffed out in a second. Okay, and how does this story a get told to you your entire life, and then Eva Longoria comes around and is going to make a movie about it? It gets that far into production, and, and uh, uh, it goes—you know—the the story obviously had gone viral before that. But 
how and how does Frito Lay Frito Lay is complicit in this? Is all I'm trying to say. Not complicit. When, they're they're when, the they're the perpetrators, right? Yeah. They're when the did victims. they know? How much did they know? And when did they know it? And when did they decide to to turn? Was it when the L.A. Times was okay. doing an expose and they're like, okay, we gotta now spill the beans? Well, he, did they just want this heartwarming story to live on and you know help humanity like Santa Claus? And they weren't gonna tell on well, Santa Claus. Here's here's the Easy. thing: is Frito Lay is now kind of walking back. That supporting the origin story of Richard, um, they're turning on him, throwing him under. They're the turning bus. on him, and, and then this is what Richard had to say about it. He said, "All I can tell you is I is what I did. All I have is my history, what I did in my kitchen." And then and then a flame and hot Cheetos of the company. He says, "I was their greatest ambassador, but I will say this: you're wow. going to love your company more than they will ever love you. Keep that in perspective." Is oh that true, Omar? About Funhouse? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we don't give a shit about you individually. <laughs> right. That's why they cool, let me cool, eat cool, hot cheetos cool. for love, breakfast on day one. I like to know one. where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I, yeah, because I read some quote from the, one of the people that was on that team that came up with it, and, the, and, and they went and complained to Frito-Lay a couple years, like three years ago. And mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, uh, why he's going around saying that he made our shit. You know, we what the fuck? And so I'm surprised that person didn't go to the press. I'm surprised it just well, the whole process took three years you know, for us I to find guess, this out. I guess maybe I'm sick of this mob justice witch hunt against Montañez, <laughs> the creator of the Flaming Hot oh, that's Cheeto. Right. Don't double down, down Charlotte. Corporate. No, Wait, I get it. A corporation <laughs> over a proud rags to riches bootstraps grabbing American. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that this was communist Russia or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know this I, might I, be a flaming Hot take, but this is cancel yes. culture oh, coming yes. back. <laughs> so I do think hot. that Frito-Lay <laughs> Frito may have like Who's dipped next? in to and started investigating this themselves like they internally may have been like hang on we're not so sure we need to kind of like revisit this and yeah but, but you know they, they i am already, so confused though. about the timeline here he was yeah he, okay so he so, said he invented it and then he became a spokesperson for the company that means the yeah. company endorsed him being the no. creator but knowing full well he wasn't I don't understand. No, just, the, none of this makes sense. Here's what happened. Well, if you want the ranks first, he Sorry. if you if you want the real story, because he lied about a bunch of shit. First of all, he said he told everyone, and what I was told was that he was a janitor, but that's not true. He was yes. not a janitor. He was already like a mechanist. He was expert or I think He worked something. in the factory. Yeah. Yeah, he like worked in the factory, but he wasn't a janitor. He was like somebody that was a little higher up that was in charge of like waste management and like how they're supposed to be he, more efficient. He was a machinist something. operator. Yeah. I said okay. machinist, machinist operator. Which machinist. Funny. I was confused. <laughs> I, I didn't want to I, I didn't want to point that out because I thought I didn't know what that meant. No, but, no, no, uh, no, that was okay. me. He wore a like mech suit made out of shit. fucking Cheetos <laughs> and just walked yes. around. Uh, so he was he was a little higher up than a janitor, and what it sounds like, what he's actually credited with, is he's credited with the invention of flaming hot popcorn, which means that he came up with the idea really? of making popcorn spicier and brought it to them around the time, like a year or two after they had already been market testing flaming hot Cheetos. So they just kind of made him a part of the team and he was like, wow, look how much shit I got fucking done. And then they kind of let him be the spokesperson, which you're right, uh, Ryan, they let him be the spokesperson. And then if you read through the entire article, they're like, well, you know, a lot of projects don't get off the ground unless we have like uh, a charismatic spokesperson or a charismatic figure behind it. 
and they realized that the story of a bunch of white people in texas in the midwest realizing latinos like spicy food wasn't as good as like a guy was like let's do let's make it more spicy and just putting it out there so they just kind of let him have it i'll say this too like this was you know late 80s early 90s the the people change at the top of this executive structure so the people that may have been doing this back then and been like let's let this fly new people might be like looking into this now and going in the last five years going like what who is this dude what's he saying yeah the guy that they say the guy that they said uh, or that richard says uh was like his mentor died in 2001 in like a snorkeling accident or something oh my god accident yeah. so deep accident. that's what i'm saying yeah. snorkeling claims another another soul <laughs> it's a f- I, coming in I flaming just, hot there with that take. i just have to <laughs> give it up for him and 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 it's so funny that the company just stood in line with what he was saying because he took such a big swing it wasn't like he looked at the facts and said how can I how can I reasonably say that I did this? No, he was like, I gave a presentation to a room of a hundred executives, uh, <laughs> high level, high ranking executives. They cheered, and then all it took was they talked to like twenty people who were like, I don't I don't remember that. <laughs> I think I would have I think I would have heard of that. And I think this is a bygone era of lying about small stakes things, relatively yeah. small stakes things. Uh-huh. When I that, you know this yeah. guy's like, what can I get away with? When I worked at GameStop, the story that they always told us was that the the idea to sell used games uh, was it, it was it originated with somebody that was like just a store worker, like like you know, base level retail employee that then pitched this idea up, and then now that they are in the echelon of executives, and if you pitch an idea and GameStop likes it, someday that could be you too. But now I'm like, was that true? Or did somebody just think that you can resell a used game? I don't know. <laughs> that was just a bunch of executives in the Midwest. <laughs> whose idea was it to put yeah. the $3 warranties on games? Well, you know, Latinos love to resell games. They do. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. if, I, if I was Eva Longoria, I would be going back to my uh, script and I would be like, all right, I'm going to change this thing. to Instead of being the rags to riches, awesome American story, it'd be like this manipulative like the founder style uh with you know like like this guy who's just like i'm gonna claim i'm gonna i'm gonna claim i invented cheetos like that's crazy and then get away with it for three years remember this is only like 10 years after you could have a secret family by just not by just saying your name was like peter or something (laughs) yeah Yeah. next town over you know like yeah yeah, only a mile away but nobody knew (laughs) and there's definitely if you can remake there would definitely be a scene where he's telling somebody about his plot his plan and then he says you know they go they go what about the evidence and then he goes uh you know we just make the evidence disappear and that's when he crumples up the cheetos so it's just oh all that's when he opens the bag to reveal that it's 80 percent air yeah. <laughs> only, there's only like five cheetos in there anyway i was it's so i read like I was just gonna say the trailer is like Wolf of Wall Street, that Matthew McConaughey movie Gold, like mm-hmm. uh, Kanye West's like black skin is like, and like the is him opening a bag of Cheetos, and like there's a point where someone's like, these just aren't hot enough, and he goes, but they catch him because he leaves Cheeto fingerprints somewhere. Yeah, that's what his one downfall. And there's definitely there's a tiger involved that's the basis for Chester Cheeto. 
<laughs> I was so mad that through Oops. the entire the entire article, no one made a caught him red-handed joke. I read oh, through yeah. several oh, different articles. Handed. I guess they're more red. Well, Mondo, any any final parting thoughts on this whole controversy? Like, where do you stand now? Do you stand on the side of truth, or do you want to keep believing this, <laughs> this um, comforting lie? Well, I mean, it's obvious that you have your biases with how you set me up. Um, true, true, I, true. Uh, <laughs> oof, you know, I don't, I, I didn't want it to be this way, but I'm putting in my two weeks notice right now to Funhouse. Uh, you haven't even oh worked God. here for two weeks. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new record. Yeah, you have to wait a little uh, bit. Yeah. Well, I'm. You know what? I'm the one who pitched the Funhouse podcast. All right. I had the idea. Oh I was, shit! <laughs> I was working as a lowly streamer, and then I came to That's Omar, right. and I was like, "Look, man, you got to show me to you got to show me to Mr. Teeth, the CEO of Rooster Teeth. I've got this crazy." <laughs> idea um, actually there was a committee of us that that all came up with it mm -hmm. in the midwest yeah from the midwest i really uh, if I, you want I, if you want an honest idea i think what happened is he pitched this idea and he got put onto this thing and they gave him more power because he's very charismatic he's like a public speaker um now anyway and i think that the story got more and more exaggerated the longer he started telling uh -huh. it and i think that yeah he might just be one of those people that told the lie so many times he forgot what the truth actually was i think that's wow. really truly Damn. what happened. he convinced himself of a new truth yeah i think there's a grain of cheeto dust to what you just said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well on that note uh We'll check in with this story in the weeks to come. We won't. Uh, but for now, <laughs> we're going to hear a word from some of our own sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. Creating a website for your small business on a, or a personal project can be super intimidating, but thanks to Squarespace, it's extra easy. Whether you have an online store or you're looking to track analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for all your website needs. I've used it. I've built websites with, with Squarespace and they're right. It's very easy and it's easy to make your website look good. That's the the part that most people don't tell you. Putting the information there is is half of it, but then making it look like, hey, maybe a designer put this down. That's that's the other half. And Squarespace has templates and all kinds of tools that help you do that. It can, can help you stand out in inboxes with Squarespace email campaigns, add posts from social profiles to your site, and even auto-push website content to your social channels. Squarespace even gives you a traffic overview so you can gain insight into your top traffic sources, products, device types, browsers, and operating systems by visits. Plus, all of Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile so your content will automatically adjust to look good no matter what device it's being viewed on. So check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash dudesoup to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that private. You know what I'm saying? This is pre-internet. Now we're all online. Everybody has access to you. It used to be that celebs, celebs like, I don't know, uh, James Willems, they only had to worry about their private lives. But now everybody is a public figure in this era. So to keep your online data private, use ExpressVPN. We use it at Funhouse 
all the time, every single day, especially going from work from home. It's been a godsend. There are hundreds of data brokers out there who buy and sell your data. One of these data points is your IP address, which they use to, to identify you and your location. But ExpressVPN reroutes your connection through an encrypted server and masks your IP address. And that makes it more difficult for third parties to ident identify you and harvest your data. It's easy to use and it does what it says it's going to do. So if, like us at Funhouse, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com dude, that's D-U-D-E, and get three months extra for free. That's expressvpn.com dude. Go to expressvpn.com dude to learn more. This episode of Funhouse Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. Do you dread looking at your credit card statement every month? Everyone does. It's not just you. But Upstart is the fast and easy way to help you pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have gotten a simple fixed monthly payment with Upstart. Other lenders judge you solely by your credit score, but Upstart looks at your income and employment history so they can offer smart rates with trusted partners. Get a five-minute online rate check to see your rate up front. And find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash dudesoup. That's upstart.com slash dudesoup, D-U-D-E-S-O-U-P. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash dudesoup. And we're back. As usual, shit is getting real in the Target parking lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so because of the pandemic, people just feeling nostalgic going through their own their old stuff, digging through boxes and attics and whatever, somehow collectible trading cards just took on a life this industry came back with a force took on a life of its own people are now fighting over trading cards prices are skyrocketing there's even robbery that's happening um target and mcdonald's were selling rare cards pokemon cards and people tried to like burglarize them mm -hmm. um there have been fights in parking lots of people trying to like take these cards and and steal them from other people. In March, a Tokyo man climbed a six-story building and then used a tool to cut a hole in the ceiling and then propelled down a rope to steal $11,000 worth of Pokemon cards Jesus. from the collectible like, yeah, like, shop on the below. <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they were asking um, for it. In, uh, yeah, in Wisconsin, a man was almost mugged outside of a Target over his trading card haul. Uh, four other ident unidentified men tried to jump this guy and then... Uh, so he pulled out a gun and was like, fuck you, wow. you ain't coming for my Pokemon cards. <laughs> like, oh all this stuff is going down. And I guess my first question to all of you is, like, have any of you felt this itch this last year? Because I know for me, like, the pandemic was a big point of looking for comfort and nostalgia. There was a big period of time where I felt like I was on summer vacation. But then I was like, no, bitch, you're working 40 hours a week. <laughs> what are you talking about? They had this. You're working 80 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But there was just like this feeling of like, oh, I'm I those I don't know how to describe it even. But did any of you find yourselves in this place? No. I mean, I'll start. I like I, I definitely <laughs> the, the pandemic and stuff and like work from, you know, the quarantine drove me back into comfort television and stuff, comfort mm -hmm. consumption of, of old media, but not like spending shitloads of money on old toys and cards and stuff like 
my question is, where does this money come from? Where is all this money coming from? How do I feel about NFTs? $400,000 to spend on a card. Where does that, Probably the Dogecoin, fuck? right? <laughs> like, it seems... Right, like that's something. This, Here, this seems like the biggest, the biggest, like, cover-up, like, money laundering thing that's ever existed, right? Like, it's all... This is all laundering of weird money. None of this is real, and we're all just, like, witnessing <laughs> the, the giant... The greatest gift <laughs> that's ever existed. <laughs> Well, now that now that the L.A. Times investigative department has finished up their uh, expose <laughs> on Flaming Hot Cheetos, they can switch focus to the newer graft, I suppose. Yeah. So wait, you think that you, you don't think that there's genuine demand for these cards right now because of all the stuff Elise was saying? You, you think that there's some but some rich uh, drug dealers or something hyping up the price to pump and dump Pokemon cards? Is that, yeah, is that I mean, your like, theory, Omar? Yeah. Yes, that is my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Because, like, <laughs> this is too much money. The NFT <laughs> thing from a couple weeks ago, like, fucking all these well, crypto coins and too. stuff, like, it's too much oh, money. I don't yeah. have any money. How do all these people have $400,000 to spend on a fucking Pokemon <laughs> who's, card? Who's buying it? I think my question was, like, was there something that happened, someone that stimulated the market that, like, made this happen? Or was it just this collective hive mind of, like, everybody started buying this stuff at the same time. I, I, I think it's, it always comes back with these things. The kids these days. It's the and, kids and these and days. There's, there's, you know, peaks and valleys of people's interest in Pokemon. And, and it's just, here we are Pika, back at the circle P of life. Pika, you think Pika there are any Pikachus and Do you think that this ecosystem has any children involved in it at all? Like, oh, no. absolutely. These are childless, these absolutely. are childless, like, scientists who have the, who are well is, well compensated and have nothing else to blow their cash on well the, i don't you, know why you, i said scientists you're right the, uh, the, i'm not saying you're you're not wrong omar in the sense that that there's a bunch of older people that were back you know in the original pokemon craze that are either a capitalizing off it now or getting back into it but i also think that there's a bunch of kids that are trading these things too because they're fun to trade and play you know it's a it's a card game at the end of the day it is, but yeah. it's, this isn't a card game. This is like this is some weird cash cash machine thing. Well, the, the higher end that that is making all the press, yes, you know, but but the people are getting fight that that are getting in fights at McDonald's and Target aren't the high end collector that are you know trading that one rare whatever the fuck Onyx or something. It's like uh, they're just regular people that are into the craze because. Nor because they want Aguilar. to be the ones making $100,000 on their Onyx card. Hey, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, somebody's I got know. to. New York Magazine has a has a piece on it, and they spoke to someone who is uh, a representative over at, or a chief, the, the executive chairman of Golden Auctions, who has, like, handed the sale of some of these high-end cards. And they he's quoted as saying that he's seen a rise in younger people buying, like, millennials gen z because people are not this this generation isn't buying stocks they're not purchasing art but they're looking for like these non-traditional assets that they can invest in and then Thank you know you. make make money on so it's like they're strategic assets in a way there's there's less of like an emotional connection which i think is true because when we used to collect like cards and stuff when we were kids it was you were never you were never like oh i'm going to collect this because it's going to be worth a lot someday it was the emotional aspect well, the Beanie Babies thing kind of is a one-one for that because I remember everyone being at the time like, "Oh man, these are going to be worth hundreds, thousands yeah, one day. You could true. pay off your your children's mortgages <laughs> yeah. or whatever the fuck." You know, and it was the only good time to sell them. 
Yeah. And everyone was like, bye, bye, bye. Wasn't there a story about like this couple that got divorced and then they had to divide up their Beanie Baby collection? (laughs) That should be an NFT. And I would pay $300,000 for that. Where did you get that money? All of you? No, oh, I, I've yeah. heard of it. Oh God! I There's a photo of, of this. This the, it's the most '90s photo mm-hmm. of this couple in divorce court on the floor in front of the the, the uh, their oh. honor. Fuck, what's it called? A judge. They're on the floor in front of the judge with a big pile of Beanie Babies separating them down the middle. And there's so much scorn, and there's so much spite, and there's so much just distaste in this photo. And it's so funny because none of it's worth anything none of it's worth anything anymore it's, and it, there it is oh, there oh my god it's look at his polo oh. shirt look at his sneakers oh Good and i Lord. hope i hope the beanie babies is what ruined the marriage oh i feel bad for them you know almost certainly, for the beanie babies yeah. <laughs> they wanted full custody <laughs> what if ironically it ended up being the princess diana beanie baby that was their biggest thing that drove them apart so it was like her death you know, cause the deaths of relationships too. So yeah, it, that'd be okay. in the movie. The, okay, sorry, uh, I won't. No, it's because he hit her. He hit her with his car. His wife. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, I, I think okay. what's interesting about this is it's like an unprecedented surge in it, and a lot of the, you know, heads of memorabilia companies and people that deal in this and have dealt into and with it for you know thirty, forty years. They're like, I've never seen anything like this. This is a whole new market from what we are used to. And the, again, just a case study and we can't have nice things. You know, now target is no longer selling Pokemon cards due to safety concerns. Like McDonald's, I think shut down their card stuff too. And it's like, and it also, I think it applies to like sports cards too, NBA, MLB, NFL. Yeah. I think, I think all cards, like all cards have like, you know, the high tide raises all the boats. Like, all of these collectible things have have seen a resurgence in in money flow, but yeah, the mm-hmm. fact that like Target is like we're not going to sell these anymore because people are too crazy is insane. This is just insanity it's so that it's gotten to that. I think it means we're also- demand is high. <laughs> it is like we're dealing with like product scarcity across the board in a way we haven't had to contend with for like a decade because of COVID. Like, remember when you couldn't buy anything last year? Like oh, anything, yeah. like everything was out of stock. Everything was back ordered. Everything would take three months to ship. And uh, and then the PS5, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was insane. And then I think people, I don't know, maybe maybe that's just on the top level is the idea of something that only a few people can get. And, and, and that's fueling in with the like, you know, cabin fever that everybody has and the fact that yeah. millennials are not investing or buying houses and making so much dang avocado yeah. toast. Uh, <laughs> out there. Avocado toast. We avocado feel like shut out. Toast. You, you feel shut out of these traditional markets. The boomers <laughs> have sort of like monopolized. Um, and oh, I was, I was listening to this uh, like podcast the other day about it's just this this guy that he made like a ton of money on dogecoin like i think he invested like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. he was trying to buy a house in la couldn't do it took his money invested it in dogecoin uh and he, ended up making like he made like two million off of it oh shit that's and so he's wild. he's Good tearing room. up like talking about how he's gonna buy his his mother a house now like rightfully so but it's it's like 
I feel like we, it's like millennials now, it's like in, in Gen Z, you have to be on the cusp of new enterprises because we're shut out of these old ones. Do you think buying your mama house with Dogecoin money is like Hurley buying his mama house with <laughs> cursed lottery money and lost? Like, is this just no play now? I knew where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use I, I those think, numbers, Hurley. <laughs> I think it is. It's super weird, though, because like you're right. It You know, there's a there's a generation of people, right, who don't who who have been locked out of certain aspects of like traditional adulthood and like progression in adulthood buying a house having kids and all that stuff but all of that was attributed to cost of living right like oh you know there's a whole millennial class that are that are making decent wages but it's not enough to buy a home it's not enough to start a family but somehow it's enough to buy super high value baseball cards i think i don't think everyone's spending 150 grand on these right like right maybe you're spending like 3k and hoping someday that card will be worth 50 i guess i just found out that charlie bit my finger is being auctioned as an nft to be uh henceforth deleted forever it's nothing sacred neon cat was already sold so was keyboard cat and david after dentist it's just it's a fucking new age that i do not understand sold by who who like who i don't know i don't even i don't know who's buying it or but like who owns that stuff at this point if i if i was 50 or if i was a billionaire what i would do is i would secretly purchase like you know the nft for like the uh you know the keyboard cat what have you and people people go oh keyboard cat oh no 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 but then i would give it back to the people give it put it in a museum but what does that even mean though because you just have a file i have no fucking idea everybody already owns we can't get it we can't get into this i can download it right now on youtube we can't talk about this no sense to me i'm worried someone will start (laughs) tweeting at me about (laughs) non-fungible bullshit fungible non non this this has gotten too dark we need to bring it up Uh, we need to 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 Bring up the mood. Uh, aliens are here. They're living among us. That's Holy all fuck, I have to I'm say. Scared. And they're buying Pokemon cards. <laughs> they're buying Pokemon cards. Uh, Ryan, are you terrified? Yeah. You should be, too. Everyone should. No. Aliens. Yes. Well, Why would you be terrified? Why is that your immediate response? What do you got to hide, um, Ryan? Look, as much as I want the cute, cuddly alien to come visit and us become good E.T. buddies, that is... <laughs> Very rare. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> I think it's way, like I agree with all these other people that are scared of, you know, AI and stuff. They're like, if there's fucking aliens that are going to be stupid enough to show their faces to us, then they're coming here to kill us. They're coming. They're, they're, we're, we're an anthill. No. They're just going to stop on it. They're just going to take all of our shit uh-uh. and say, fuck the, all these little dumb ants. They're not here to kill us. If anything, they're just here for our resources and then they'll just let us die a slow death. Yeah. I okay, that would be the second best thing that could happen. If they just came well, and took all second well. resource. Yeah, the best there's thing no is no middle we're ground. I wonder Yeah, the but yeah, there's nothing party. between that. There's no but there's nothing between buddies and if, then them slowly killing us. Well, <laughs> I guess what I think a lot of people in this whole UFO thing is they think that they're just here among us and they're not letting themselves be known. They're just kind of like little tourist voyeurs. Okay. Uh, because let me ask yeah, because they it. saw Question. that the human condition is to immediately murder everything they don't understand. So any alien. Oh, yeah. Us first. <laughs> What's Question. different is bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a question for you, Ryan. Yeah. If you were traveling to a foreign planet, an alien planet. I'd be very respectful. You're, you're, yes. You're, you're part of this mission. 
would you be like, oh, let's go there and let's let's eradicate the population? No, I wouldn't. Exactly. Well, we can uh, maybe, yeah, hope that aliens are basically exactly the same as Ryan, which I feel like, you know, it's close. But there's work. many states, you know, like, like we're kind of, uh, we have this tunnel vision of our worldview here after, you know, what, a couple million years of being uh, a species and stuff, give or take on what so. you think. A couple million. Whatever. Is less, I think it's less Thousands, hundreds of thousands. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. All I know is, <laughs> is that the earth, the earth is only 5,000 years old. Come on. Yeah. Who gives a shit? That's right. Yeah. Dinosaur bones They're, were put there. If, <laughs> to mislead you know, us. You can, and there's a there's a galaxy far far away. Then they're a bazillion years into their evolution. Yeah, who knows? They're fucking. They might not have you as nice what? of a cheery like. Oh, let's just help all the aliens out, bro. Worldview that all of us here on this podcast do. They're they probably, <laughs> Let's go take the resources and kill the ants. We're jumping to conclusions way too much, which is pl- the plural. Why not one spunky little fun alien? I'm talking E.T. I'm talking That's the what Flintstones I, Paul, friend. I would love I'm talking, that. I would love I'm that. talking Tony Shalhoub. Uh, <laughs> Best case scenario there. You know? It's like that's and and if that does happen, there's no way we'd be able to communicate with them. So we would just have well, to kill it. Here, here's no, why this hubbub is happening because it, last year there were a few declassified Pentagon videos. Three that showed uh, April 2020, the Pentagon officially declassified three videos of, UF- of UFOs, unidentified mm-hmm. flying objects. Um, mm-hmm. They're quite quite small, um, but according to the Department of Defense, they don't match any record of currently known aircraft. And then last month, the DOD officially released yet another collection of videos containing unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh, and there's really no context with them. But next month is the big one because there was a... St- it's just so weird. There was a hidden stipulation in the $2.3 trillion COVID relief bill that happened back in December uh, that stipulates that all U.S. intelligence agencies had 180 days from the bill signing to show Congress everything they know about UFOs. I'm like, it's <laughs> only in America. Fuck? Where did that come from? I know. What, who, like, it was, what, uh, what senator gonna... or congressperson was like, now's my chance. Yeah. Marjorie, <laughs> Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Green getting in there. Yeah. Um, so now everybody's like, okay, well, this is good. This is going to be next month. Um <laughs> So, yeah, there's a tweet that I saw yesterday that I wanted to read to you that is in direct relation to this, which was a 60 minutes tweeted a quote. I don't know who's building it, who's got the technology, who's got the brains, but there's something out there that was better than our airplanes, says former Navy pilot David Fravor about his experience with a UFO on the off the Pacific coast in 2004. So that's one of the clips. Uh, Yeah, that one. Oh, well, okay. Then it's just a CNN caption video. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> what I wanted to talk about is a response to that tweet from uh, a Rando user that says, if these things don't belong to us, the Pentagon needs to make the capture of one of these a priority. Drop everything else. We must find out what they are, how it works, and where they come from. And it's so funny to me, just this this guy who in the midst of everything happening with Palestine and COVID <laughs> and <laughs> BLM and just the world is like, this is the single most important thing. <laughs> we need to drop it all. We need to go. And he's just like beating this drum. I, I, I want to meet this person. Well, no, I want to observe this person. I, was his I name like Richard Montañez? It was Richard Montañez. <laughs> oh, I think I hear Armando Straight come back Montanias. in. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Armando. <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you sons of bitches. 
<laughs> it's still, still got... fun that like shit like this is coming back around. You know, I feel like the internet ruined all the fun stuff we mystery. had before, like Bigfoots. Yeah, like Bigfoots. Any kind of mystery, anything that wasn't like immediately identifiable, people would just like ponder and talk about, and there wasn't an answer. You know, you couldn't go to Google and find the the specific answer. So your one friend was like, "Well, actually, it's just this," and it kills all the fun that we were having. Right, like, right. H- Halo is that- coming to N sixty four. Yeah, but the fact that there's like. There's shit that people don't know about and we're getting videos of it again, you know, because we haven't had like, you know, the the advent of cell phone video pretty much killed the UFO market because everyone can take video of everything that's happening instantly. All the fun stuff like that stopped happening. Like, Omar, have we moved to another tier now where because technology is so ubiquitous and it's so advanced that like, like, for example, I just saw a video where it made the Harry Potter actors American. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Somebody just did this. Yeah. Expelliarmus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is the world we live in now. Well, we yeah, that, that's going to be fucked up when you can't trust a videotape. You know, when, when I literally can be on a podcast here and go, hmm, I wonder if this is actually just somebody's really complicated AI that they uh, developed and I'm talking to Omar's computer software or something. That's going to yeah. come mm. soon. They <laughs> bugged the software. Here, that's right? why like, there's two of us here right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with the UFO thing, though, it's funny because when I was a kid, I definitely thought like UFOs were strictly aliens. Like I was like, that's just a- aliens are in UFOs. But really, it's like they're literally unidentified flying objects. Right. So it they, might be a boy they, with balloons. It can, <laughs> can be very reasonable explanation for what a UFO is. And it usually is. But I do like the fact that that we have this raw video of these things, yeah, things that are going around. But like Elise said, who, we can't fucking trust this stuff. So I don't know. It's so mysterious that when you think you have a handle on it, though, all it takes is one person to go. But is but do you think that's really true? And then you're right back at square one. Like I was reading about Roswell and like mylar <laughs> balloons, and I told someone, I'm like, yeah, here's what happens because this material looked like this, and they were doing this with it. And then someone went. But isn't that what the government would want you to think? And exactly. Like, fucking and damn it. that's what I said to Armando. I was like, isn't this what Frito-Lay wants us to believe? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that this guy, yeah. you know. Unidentified Frito object. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I don't want to. I don't want to like throw finger or throw shade or blame or anything. But uh, have we cross-referenced when UFO activity spiked and when Flamin' Hot Cheetos were invented? <laughs> That's a great That's question. A I think they're just kind of too Cheetos. busy it's, licking Cheeto dust. Who's yeah. we? It's, the five of us? <laughs> yeah. <it's just> we. <laughs> yeah. The world? Did you not see? Humans? There's another stipulation in that bill that says that we have to find where the UFOs are coming from. <laughs> Did you not see? There's a stipulation that says you can't doubt Mondo. You can't, you can't yeah. say anything back to him. I've, I've never personally had a UFO or weird alien experience. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was doing a shoot in Austin with a, some some you know local crew that usually work with Rooster Teeth from time to time, and a bunch of them had just been on another production where they shot on location outside in like a you know remote wooded area, and they were all like, at one point we saw this thing in the sky, this you know flying thing and lights and stuff, and they were all like. We tried to, we, we all like saw it. We all tried to figure out what it could be, but all of us were in agreement. Like it wasn't a plane. It wasn't like, you know. A bird. 
Yeah, they were they were like we saw Superman. something and we don't we don't want to sound crazy, but it was something we couldn't explain. And we we googled it and like to see if there was something happening in Austin and they were like UFO is the only thing. Well, I we should all go around the horn. Does everyone believe in aliens? At least you go first. Go. I really want to believe that in the the recesses and the expanses of the universe that because you know life here was just this like happy accident that it was able to happen elsewhere and it m- probably won't like you know mimic or resemble us but i i feel like it's like it's like well we fucking exist so why couldn't something else on another planet that's in inha- yeah, habitable for it exist checks you know? out yeah charlotte oh uh, we're going yeah, to you for next. sure for sure we're not alone but we on earth are alone very alone. I think u- universally yeah i mean there's <laughs> there's got to be something else out there and i don't so know you're 100 percent i don't know alien. what those psychos out there in the outer reaches of the cosmos are cooking up but i'm sure it's fucked up beyond reason i don't i don't oh, even yeah, know Charlotte. if we'd recognize yeah, it if page. we saw it and i don't think anything will ever make it to earth but i think if it did i there's no way we could communicate <laughs> like <laughs> Or even understand that maybe, what if they're here already and they just exist in time instead of physical space? I don't know. It's just too big. So I just want to play my video games, just watch the Sopranos, <laughs> just turn off my brain and eat Cheetos. The there, did you know that there's, did, did you What's like that, that, uh, that arc in the Sopranos where he finds out the aliens exist? I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting uh, that only Polly was experiencing it, but it made the uh, rest of the character make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Omar, do you believe in aliens? Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, realistically, there's probably something else going on in the universe somewhere, you know? But Uh I don't think that's ever something that we're going to cross path with. Well, that's a separate question. it It doesn't seem likely. It's very improbable that uh, that we'll experience meeting extra extraterrestrial life. Yeah, but they like you know they found fucking bacteria or whatever on Mars, right? Like, isn't there like like the same shit that spawned life here? It started happening in other places. It just didn't have the same magic magic potion that made it work here, right? Isn't that right? right? Isn't that they Mm -hmm. find like bacteria or something other places? It was frozen, I think. Was it not? They're too close to the damn sun. Yeah. Too close to the damn sun. Yeah. Sun's too damn high. Damn sun, you're too <laughs> close to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm at a, I'm at almost exactly fifty one percent that I think that aliens exist. That's where I'm at. Like it's 51%. like I go back and forth. I'm like right teetering on the edge. I'm like, all right, you know, it's so fucking hard to to make the perfect ingredients for life to happen, and it could be that we are just the lottery winners, but then. There, the universe is so fucking big that the lottery has happened an infinite amount of times. So I could see it totally. I'm right there on the cusp of saying that there's probably aliens somewhere of some degree of intelligence. I don't know if they're way high or way low. Yeah. Compared to what's what's more believable, this- aliens or the multiverse? Well, no, and, then I, and I, I was going to get to that point because I think that that is something I think in our <laughs> lifetime could happen. The lifetime, I think in our lifetime, we could actually prove that shit, you know, and, and basically have a, have a new, <laughs> entire new, a new like, like a new, uh, you know, for law of the universe that we figure How out. How is that more wait, plausible? Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Back up a little bit. More? Because there's a lot of space. It's, uh, there's a lot of light years uh, to, to get between one place or another that life could happen. That's like finding a needle in a haystack, but proving 
using just the, the, the patterns of, of the laws of nature on this planet and then figuring out, you know, uh, and then using our own AI technology to make our own simulations. AI? Yeah. Whoa, 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 you know, whoa, and then whoa. We can, Quantum I, computing. <laughs> quantum computing. Yeah, exactly. And then we can kind of prove that that is happening. I think Ryan ate the wrong sandwich again. I think uh, he's uh, tripping I'm on, okay, I'm, I'm halfway through these chicken nuggets here. <laughs> yeah, those chicken nuggets that he's been saving yeah, in his definitely freezer for the last couple of years. Waiting, what? Some kind of nugs. Yeah. Some, some kind of those nugs, are the actual like weed. Those uh, those nugs have the same bacteria they found on Mars, by the way. That's what he's eating. Oh, um, Did you get those nugs ones? from Dr. Nugs? Doctor okay. Nugs, Drugs. Uh, no. <laughs> and time stretches ever onwards. I and you see the parallel universes, Ryan. It's all laid out in front of you. You just I have to go to from the news. An old farmer named McDonald. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Audio listeners, if you could only see. Yeah. Monda has entered the Doctor Strange verse. Or Ant Man. One or the other. When's the, the last time around. that you. When's the last time you talked to like a bona fide UFO person, like a Me? like a real out there, like I'm a believer? <laughs> no, like they're it's their like fucking uh, what's the guy from like Lake a, Tom DeLong, <laughs> Tom DeLong, yeah, yeah, like that him. level. Because I I had a guy cut my hair once who was like way on that level, and he told me about ufology, and he talked me talked to me about zebra protocol, which is above top secret, wh- and he talked to me wait. about <laughs> I don't know zebra bodies. Pro- I don't know zebra <laughs> yeah, protocol. What is, what is protocol? that? Ze- zebra protocol is above top secret. It's only known by four people, and they're civilians. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're not, and <laughs> they're so I asked him once, and this is all really? why he's giving me a haircut. Whoa. I asked him once, I was like, does that mean judges? Like, can they be in it? He's like, there's probably one judge. Really? Because I, like, I, I just Googled it. People. And it says Zebra, code, Zebra is a routing software package that provides TCP IP based routing, routing services. With <laughs> whoa, routing whoa, whoa, protocols. don't read anymore, or else they're a sponsor. You can't say it on air. <laughs> I hope that, like, a bunch of code. people Somebody's break. Yeah, I hope, like, four dudes in suits break into my home and, like, just rip my computer out of the wall. <laughs> well, this guy is, so... is, is it a coincidence that in the background of Ryan's thing is a giant zebra flag? <laughs> zebra oh, oh, my God. God. Also, it's not, it's not Zebra Protocol. I actually, what he was saying was so out there that I said, can you, can I take notes so I can look this up later? He's like, hundred percent. I always encourage note taking and it's zebra clearance and it's 41 levels above top secret. So there Whoa. are, there are 40 other levels between top secret and zebra clearance, which is known by four it, wh- people. One of which is probably what are the what things? like cheetah clearance, leopard. He didn't go into detail. He actually went from that to talk about the ascension. Okay. She knows. This could be its own. Take this could out. be its own podcast because <laughs> he was telling me about UFOlogy, which is unidentified flyingology. I guess I'm gonna say that those um, weren't nuggets; those were embryos. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. I do. So I do become a host. I feel something kicking. If, if the aliens land here, I do hope they find Ryan first. Please, yeah. like, and I mean yes, that in yeah. the I'll best way. Down. We'll chill. They've out. probably been your we'll roommate some already because they'll have a fucking blast. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Ryan didn't ask me about my thoughts on aliens, probably because I already told him when we were in the office, and he does, he's he's too scared for me to speak my truth. I'm so sorry, Armando, that I skip you. Armando, do you believe in aliens? 
Uh, of course, I don't believe in aliens because. Okay, I'm glad we had one skeptic on here. There was no time for God in His infinite wisdom. Okay. All right, <laughs> let's oh, wrap sorry. it up. Wait, which no God? time for God? There which was no time. God? That's our show for this week. <laughs> God now, first now he created light, then he created darkness, and then he created hot Cheetos in Rancho Cucamonga, California. <laughs> God's country. Um, that is, that is about our time for this week. And we kind of have to to wrap it up here. But there's tons of cool stuff happening on Funhouse this week. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, but the live event, the Funhouse Murder from the Top Rope Murder Mystery, you can watch that if you're a first member on Rooster Teeth, uh, alongside a bunch of other exclusive videos, gameplays that we have on Rooster Teeth. And uh, coming to YouTube this weekend back in studio for a drinking game pub crawl who is in this video ryan are you in this the pub crawl no what is oh, drinking what sim this was the drinking sim thing that yeah. you and i did with Lindsay and patrick oh i was in this yeah yes <laughs> i had a great time must have been a good must have been a good drinking sim. <laughs> no it honestly was yeah I, I didn't realize it was called the drinking sim but yeah the fact that it was the sims game that yes this one was hilarious the, it's i remember so funny. the recording was i don't I, I don't think i've seen the full video though is this I another Justin uh, another dump of ryan lore in this one i don't even sort know what of, that means there's, anymore there's kind of patrick <laughs> there's kind of like lore across the 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 table because the four of us go uh, go hard on catholicism Oh, video. it's there. Yeah, it's oh. the Possel Posse. It's the Possel Posse, which oh, okay. kind of is, I, is yes, a new emerging group. Uh, also yeah, we have a new club. Lindsay and Ryan. Possel Posse. Uh, it's extremely funny. It's it's. I, I, I will watch it again and again until the sun dies and the aliens come and take our resources <laughs> and bring Ryan with them. Yay! I would like to go. If they took me and they go, hey, we're going to – we'll keep you safe. We're not going to hurt you, but we do have to take you to our home planet. I'd be kind of cool with that. Yeah. Okay. We got a couple dry couches we need you to help us with. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh, I can help you out with that anytime, aliens. You piss and they put you, you in watch the lock. <laughs> hey, hey, hey no, aliens, we have some whole complete sandwiches here. That we <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Why does no! this one have a note on it? <laughs> I can't read. Are you um, any of you renting a closet out? We are now robots, not aliens. <laughs> There's not that much of a difference Difference. if you yeah. I don't know how to speak alien. Uh also coming to the channel this weekend, Cartel Tycoon gameplay with Alan Shane. Your boy Alan Shane, Toronto's finest, Rocket from the T dot, you know how Cardinal taught us. This is a thing that I am chanting now for like three people that from understand what I'm talking about. From the no, Great no use from the six. If if you legit, you don't say the six. You say the T dots. How we rocking in the T dot? Cardinal taught us. Cardinal official. He taught us. It's the T dot. Okay. I don't know what language you're speaking right now. I think now. it's just an age thing. And the fact that I left Canada before they started calling it the six. There's a woo-woo next week, I think, where Ryan and I talk about, was it Tim Hortons? Oh, yeah. That's what do you mean, true. what is it? It's, it's absolutely Tim Hortons. Well, someone called it Timmy's, and we kind of assumed oh, it yeah. was Tim Hortons. Okay, oh, yeah. You get your double-double right. from Timmy's. You know how it is. Yeah. Well, we were watching a video of someone who like crashed their car into a Timmy's and... So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> oh, uh, also this Monday on YouTube, the finale of Dawn's Sega Bass Fishing Tournament is is one you don't want to miss. That that tournament was awesome. 
Oh, shit. And uh, let's just say shit goes down at the end of that one. Or it really does. Really spoil <laughs> anything. Um, but, yeah, thank, thank you, Armando, Cody, for putting together a fantastic show for everybody this week. And yeah, thank, thank you, you to thank you, Charlotte, Ryan, and Omar for being here and hanging out. Thank you, me, thank for you. doing the ad reads. Um, thank you, sponsors. <laughs> Big ups thank to you, God. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Funhouse fans upstairs. Thank you, aliens. Thank you, and, aliens who are Funhouse fans, especially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that, uh, Cody, Cody doing a little self promotion <laughs> in the lower third. Watch Murder yeah, from Shop Rope. TD by Cody. Some credit. Cody, can we get a lower uh, third thank for you, God? Richard Man- thank you, Richard Montanez, for unequivocally creating the flaming hot Cheeto. Oh, All right, uh, we dick. stand by you. Richard, oh, yeah. Richard is innocent. Richard is innocent. innocent. Got thrown out Free of the Richard. Bus. Mm-hmm. That's not Here's, what, here's what I say, Richard. If you want to come on the podcast to tell your story, this is an invitation. You are welcome. Oh my God, come on. He lives it. in Los Angeles. Oh fuck yeah, boy! <laughs> For audio listeners, there's a lower third uh, Chiron for God. You think Mm. Dick is going to come into the house tank? Come on, Dick. Dick Explain yourself, Cheeto man. Dick Mon. Liar, liar. Yeah, what was it on the script? Liar, liar, pants on flame and hot fire. I like like how everyone's being like so aggro, but if he was here, everyone would go, oh, hello, Richard. This one goes out to to Richard. If we get you on the show and I find out, if I, Armando Torres, find out that you lied about inventing Flamin' Hot Cheetos, I... Mm, I can't be responsible for what, what I do. What are you going to do? What he you will do, do nothing. Uh, okay. Get oh, his I'm, ass. Ass. I'm going to cover get him in chili and lime and I'm going to eat that drag ass. Drag him. Yes, <laughs> right. drag yeah. him. <laughs> and we're looking at a picture of the Beanie Baby divorce court, but instead of Beanie Babies, it's a pile of bags of flaming hot Cheetos. Perfect. To kind of bring it off uh, a perfect, full, circle. full circle. That's our show for this week. Have a great and safe week, everybody. Tune into the channel every day. Check out what's new. Go to Rooster Teeth. Check out what's new. And we'll see you next week.